0: Tattoos are probably one of the most controversial topics in a household. You have parents who don't want their kids to get it. You have the, my body is my temple group of people. You have the people who are straight up in kids who will get a new tattoo yearly. You got sleeves, you got full body tats, you got face tats, fist tats, hands tats, chest tats, back tats, tramp stamps. Um, but overall there's there's so many different levels of tattooing and controversy when it comes to tattooing and what a tattoo means what it doesn't mean and ultimately it's something that for me growing up in the inner cities of harrisburg my first tattoo was something that kind of just defined me for the tattoo culture that's what tattoos are to them With reality show and multiple shops, the Black Ink crew is the culture of tattooing in the Black community. So the difference in this crew is Caesar and Suzette started a relationship during the pandemic. During the pandemic. Most people couldn't stand being around each other during the pandemic. They grew closer. Suzette is a former video vixen turned real estate agent and is killing it in Atlanta. And Caesar is, again, the owner of Black Ink and has built an empire from the dirt, basically, and is now expanding into bigger and better ventures. So I wanted to talk to Caesar and Suzette about both of their fields, both of their entrepreneurship endeavors and what they want to build and grow and what they want people to take from this show. I think that's important. It's, it's not just reality TV, it's a message in there. For those who know, we do touch on the shop robbery that happened and get a little details about that. My personal feelings, you'll find out. So as always, kick back, relax. Welcome to another episode of Suave Sessions with Caesar and Suzette from Black Ink. so before we jump into the interview you know we got to get popping with a lot of the business stuff so in the meantime while we're getting that situated make sure you guys are subscribing to the magazine make sure you subscribe make sure you hit that like button turn your notifications on so that you can see when we post new videos new content share with your friends your circle your family co-workers I don't care who you share with just share 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 the video um share other videos watch other videos and leave comments man let us know what you guys think about um the interview about other interviews what kind of direction you want us to go into if you are enjoying what you're watching thus far all those things are important because we want to make sure that we're giving you the content that you're looking for um the magazine does have a mobile application check that out on both android and apple platforms Check out our podcast on all streaming networks under Swab Sessions. You'll be able to find it there. And we will definitely make sure that we continue rocking with you guys with a lot of content, a lot of dope interviews, a lot of really cool stuff coming up. So all that said, let's get to it. You guys, you built the empire starting from a tattoo shop. Like what, just for me to get some background information, like what inspired that? Was it, was that always the expectation?
1: Um, no, it really wasn't an expectation. When we all came together, forming Black Ink, it was more of a, we need to get ourselves out of the hood, basically. Like it was just a group of friends, just trying to make it. And it just, it formulated to this. Like, none of us, when we first started this, would ever think that we was going to be on a reality show, that this reality show will take off like this, that we would be household names. And honestly, it's just a blessing.
0: Yeah. So when you were, you all tattoo artists individually
1: before this? um, I mean, not all of us were tattoo artists, you know, some of us were tattoo artists. Some of us, you know, they had jobs in the shop, friends of the shop. So it mostly it just created a vibe because you know it's people that's around you almost every day. They're trying to figure out stuff. We're trying to all figure it out as a collective. And and God, we God figured it out for us. Yeah. Nice. All right. So
0: I'm um, I'm watching and like seeing the expansion. Um, one of the big things that I've caught up on is you had to shut down your shop in New York during COVID and move here to Atlanta and establish that how did that how did that work out and what made you say Atlanta's going to be it
1: I mean I always had I always had something for Atlanta and I had a shop here prior to the covid a lot of people don't know that but I had a, a shop here for like 3 years already and then when everything was going on I was already in the mindset that I was moving to Atlanta but when COVID shut everything down and Atlanta was the only thing open, I mean, <laughs> <basically>, <laughs> literally, it's a no brainer. Like, you know what? I'm going my down to Atlanta. And plus my crew, they had families and, you know, there ain't no pension for tattoo artists, there's no 401k, there's no relief package, there's nothing. So yeah. as soon as stuff started opening up, I took me and my crew down here and we made a home for ourselves.
0: Yeah. And speaking of home, you you moved everybody to the same house. Um, (laughs) Look, looking back on that, would you would you do that again? Or is that like a one time understood mistake?
1: That was a one time understood mistake. You know, (laughs) I listened to my lady, you know, and she don't know these guys like I know them. And, you know, like this. (laughs) I didn't get my deposit back.
0: <laughs> Understood. <laughs> so that, enough said. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. I'm sorry. The rug? the rug, everything, oh, Like <laughs> it's just it's not it's not coming back. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> it's hilarious. All right. So you two, you the two of you, have you've done something that most people have not been able to do during a pandemic, and that's starting a relationship. A lot of relationships ended, but few started. Um, how did that happen? Was it always something there? Um,
1: I'll let you
2: answer
1: this one. No. Smart man. <laughs> 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 no,
2: I mean, we were friends for three years, and you know, pretty much he shot his shot, and. We kind of just let it play out, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, we we both had our own stuff going on, you know, him with the ladies, me with the fellas. So it was just more so, I guess, something fun to do in the beginning, until you really like start spending a lot of time with a person and really like, okay, like right, I I could see myself doing this. Yeah. That's the, that's on my end, you know. I don't know what made him shoot his shot, you know, but.
1: No, it was it was a, it was a boring Monday night, you know. You know, what? <laughs> you know <what?
2: laughs> a boring Monday night,
0: huh? So, is it is it challenging being two entrepreneurs in different spectrums in a relationship?
2: Uh, not for me. I mean, I think I think it works because we're not in the same. Like, I don't work for him. He don't work for me. He has his business. I have my business. And because of the way both of our businesses are structured, we're actually able to spend a lot of time together. And I think yeah. that was a factor too. Like if I had like a nine to five or I had to be like at a remote location to work, I don't think our relationship will have gone as far as it did, you know, as yeah. far as like being able. We wouldn't have had that time, you know? So yeah. I think that that definitely um, what makes us stronger because we're able to pour into each other so i learned from him he learns from me and it works how
0: did you how did you get to real estate like what was what was the thought process going into real estate what encouraged you for that
2: i was actually behind the bar and i had you know how when someone steps into a room it's like they have this powerful presence about them yeah so it's like the whole energy shifted to this, this lady that had walked in the club. I was bartending that one day and she just kind of just sat there and watched me for a little while. I'm from New York. So, you know, we don't really think real estate unless you're a part of that crowd already, you know, but no one in New York says, I want to grow up and be a real estate agent or I want to do real estate. So coming out here, it wasn't really a thought either until, that lady approached me at the bar and she pretty much was like you know i I, you got good interaction with people you ever thought about doing real estate and i was like real estate she's like yeah and i'm just like no never thought about it like what would i be thinking about (laughs) you know this was like i think you should look into it and then um i still didn't give it no thought you know after that but i seen the same lady again at a video shoot um sometime after that so that's when it was like okay it's not a sign it's too much of a coincidence that I'm bumping into the same person that's telling me to do this, you know, and, yeah. and she was actually a broker and she had her own firm. So the second time we've we seen each other, we spoke a little bit more and she just was pretty much like, I want you to get your license, come work for me. You know, I think you'll do great. That is what Atlanta is, Atlanta's real estate. So that's pretty much when I started, you know, doing my research and I like, go, oh, OK, she's not playing
0: yeah. <laughs> seriously. And
2: yeah but that's
0: what, that's pretty much what started my journey with that nice and caesar says something um like all my friends when i'm i told him that they kind of was like exactly he was saying you can't sell a house from a virtual showing
2: right
0: and it's it's hard but it's like that's what people are trying to do now but you have to be like face to face to really connect with people and get that sale done
2: I mean, not really. Um, Even now, like when I'm out of town, I have a showing assistant, so I don't physically have to be there to show houses. Um, You know, I just try to make it to the closing majority of the time, but yeah, honestly, in Georgia, I mean, it really depended on the agent, but that didn't really stop. Like, I wasn't one of the agents that was not showing houses because of COVID. You know, of yeah. course, took the necessary precautions. Um, of course, they recommended the virtual tour, but it's like, if you buying a house, it's a different feel from pictures and videos than actually walking into a house and, and feeling the energy of the house and really just walking around trying to see if you could, you know, picture you and your family in that house.
0: Yeah, you it's know? very so,
2: different. Yeah.
0: Very different. All right, and caesar i i was told you are expanding black ink to international
1: yeah 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 i am going to open up in jamaica
2: jamaica jamaica jamaica, jamaica yeah. nice <laughs>
1: i'm trying to start that by the end of the year and have it open at the beginning of the year but i'm really working towards that like i really I want to become international Caesar. They got a nice uh, ring to it.
2: International. It, it,
0: does, it does have a ring to it.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, like, People
1: don't understand. Once you start moving around the world and stuff, you start understanding that America is just a small percentage of the world. You feel me? Very it's small. Bigger, bigger world out there. And once you start really getting out there in that world, that's why I feel like you would be able to to get that wealth that you really mm-hmm. want to acquire. Sitting in America, just taking the crumbs that they give you ain't enough for anybody. Absolutely, absolutely. Are you?
0: Yeah, for real. Are you? Are you taking any of the team members to Jamaica? Is anybody going to relocate? Or are you going to set up a whole new team down there? Oh.
1: No, 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 no. Yeah. They all okay. stay in America. No, 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 no. no, no, no. They stay. I know there's some type of international law, or something that I can't. Remember. I know it's going to be something. But no, no, I'm I'm gonna hire locally. Yes, somebody probably. gonna break something. Yeah, somebody <laughs> gonna break some type of rule, and yeah, and not only no diplomats, no nothing in my business.
0: Nah, absolutely not. Um, I guess for both of you, what is it? What does it do for you to kind of look back and see where you came from, and see where you're at now, and all the potential and possibilities in front of you?
1: For me to look back, the only time I look back is just to reference how far I came. Like it's just, sometimes it is amazing for both of us because I've been thinking about like even five years ago, how far I came in that, that little bit of time. And I'm just so excited because there's just so many opportunities that's opening up. And, you know, as you get older with more experience, more stuff that you want to do. Like, I know in like a couple more years, probably like three, four more years. And once I get all these shops done, I'll probably sell off the company or just keep it just because, but I know I'm going to be on to something else, man, something bigger and better.
2: Yeah. Um, For me, it's definitely motivational, especially when you know, when it comes to leveling up, you really have to trust your instincts, um, trust your vision, even if that means, you know, pissing people off or leaving people behind. So I would say that was the biggest lesson for me because had I listened to the circle that I had around me at that time, I wouldn't be where I'm at now, you know? And then I look back at where they're at now and it's just like, it's just a constant reminder, like, listen, if you have a plan, if you have a vision, just go. Yeah.
0: So, Speaking of leaving people behind, um, you had an incident and your shop got robbed. Right. Um, I don't know how far you wanna go into this. You you find out, or you get the, the footage and you say, this is what's going on. And you see it's like one of your older friends and closest friends that you feel is the one that did it.
1: What's uh, going on? Yo, bro. Uh, we gotta talk to y'all. We got some disturbing news. Urban news. Yeah, we got some very disturbing news. Who take my mask off for this? We talked to Walter about shot being robbed. We saw the footage. Show it on his head. Oh no! Oh, Walter.
3: What do you mean, old oh, Walter? What? See this little thing right here? That's,
0: that's, that's, right that's, there. that's, that's that right little there. thing right, right there, there.
3: Right. Yeah. See this little person? Yeah. Look where they go. Who's mm-hmm.
0: that? Look. Oh, oh no. no.
3: Look, look. oh my God, just look at the walk.
1: I don't want to say it's Walt, but it kinda, of, sorta
0: of looks like Walt. I just wish I could see the person's actual face before I can say for certain that it's goddamn Walter. It took
3: everything in me not to put hands on that kid, bro. F- told me to my face. He took some money out the register, but didn't break into the shop. What? How did he admit it? He's not admitting to the break-in, but he did That's take him, money bro. out the register. It's him. That's him, like, bro. Even if you didn't do the break-in, like, you still stole. It's equivalent. Yo, why would he go out like that?
1: Remember when we was younger, he stole our wishes at the wishing well. What? Yes. Yes. We had a wishing well. We stole throw quarters in there, trying to make sense of ourselves. took wild quarters out that Yes. Dreams,
3: yeah. So I'm, I'm. gonna say it first. Walter's banned.
1: Maybe the pandemic hit that.
3: Man, car, I'm not bro. that <laughs> like we all come from the same place. We all live by the same code. And stealing is at the top of the list of what you don't do.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, when I saw it, again, being from I'm from Pennsylvania, so like just Northeast mentality I was like, dude, that's beyond disrespectful. And it's hard to come back from that. Like, it hurts. And you saw, you can see the emotion in your face when it happens. Like when you see it it is him, it's like the emotion in your face is almost like it drains you. How do you, cause I haven't finished yet. Were you able to um, fix that? Or is it just really yeah. something that right now you just need, you need that space?
1: Um. See, it happened. It ain't happened that long ago, but the headspace I was in is different than the headspace I'm in now. Okay. And I just feel like with me and him, it's like I just I don't think it's any coming back from that because yeah. it's not, it's not even about the money. It's more of the principle behind. It. Yeah, like you got, if you got almost a 20 year relationship with somebody, you're not going to risk it over anything. Not no money, not nothing. I just feel like at this day and age, you got to start calling a spade a spade. And sometimes our biggest problem is basically recognizing when sometimes a character flaw could lead to something detrimental. Yeah. With me, I always look at other people's history and how it was always the person that was next to them that they seen signs of betrayal or what they'll do to just not respect their friendship or brotherhood. And I had learned from that lesson. I'm not saying he would, but I can't chance he wouldn't. You feel me? So I'm to the point to to say and say, I always had a love for Walter, but we'd never be how we was. So we might as well just let bygones be bygones.
0: Yeah. And it like, even you can see with um, Ted, it was like almost the same thing. So it's, I some of my friends was like that. I was like, it hurts on different levels because it's like, it's personal and then it's business. And you're saying like, you did this, but you didn't do that. But it's like, you still did it. So I was like, then it hurts because it's like, you could have just came to me and said, this is what I'm going through. And I would have had you. I may have like said something to you about having to have you again, but
1: the fact that you- you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I still would have had you. It's just, I was like-
1: like That's what I'm saying. Saying it's like, yo, all you had to do is say, yo bro. I'm fucked up. No one would have right. knew it would have been between me and you and yo, here you go. I wouldn't even ask for it back.
0: Yeah. That's, it's, I was, no. For me, I was just like, I can't. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> because it's like, that's, that's a level of trust. And it's like, it goes, it goes beyond that moment. It's like, now I don't trust you with anything. So, exactly. I don't want you in my house if I'm not there. I don't want you in my house and out of my sight and I'm there. It's just, I can't
1: you can't like, I lose be... trust
0: in somebody you can't get that trust back
1: exactly so. especially not no trust that has been developed over decades like you know yeah. like nah you know <laughs> <laughs> nah you
2: trying to envision
1: it huh <laughs> nah because
0: I, I was I, I watched and I was just like come on because like you ain't do that now I was, I was you know I'm on my side I'm like that ain't him it can't be him I bet you it ain't him I bet you it wasn't And then it's like, you try to make excuses and she was like, nah, he's bow-legged. I was like, "Uh, that ain't gonna work. But then it's like, when he confessed, I was like, even if you didn't do two, you did one. So.
2: And the one wouldn't have came out if two didn't happen.
0: You wouldn't have said nothing about it. Like you still wouldn't know.
1: Exactly. And that's the the part that really hurt me because it it took something dramatic. For me to even find that you was ripping me off like god and i don't know how long it's been going on that's the funniest
0: no i was like Ted, please don't punch that man in his face because <laughs> <laughs> you, you you can see like when a dude posts up he's he kind of posted up in that corner i was like please don't hit this man but <laughs> i mean i yeah i wish it i wish it the best like whatever whatever the best is, if that's if that's distance is distance, if it's later down the line, it's later down the line. But again, you got to have boundaries with people, even if they're the closest ones to you. Right. Um. When you two, when you look at your business, and like you said, you're Suzette, um, you're saying like leveling up. When you're leveling up, and both of you are doing it, kind of the same way at the same time in different spheres. Um, how do you? motivate each other to stay on task and to keep pushing to do what you do? Is it just encouragement? Is it like small things, big things?
2: I mean, honestly, it's, it's, it's almost like, you know, second nature with us. Like he's an entrepreneur, I'm an entrepreneur. Prior to the businesses, like we've just always been hustlers. You know, so when you have a natural hustling mentality and, and that's what your spirit and your energy is, and you're with somebody like that, You know we bounce ideas off of each other you know we help each other you know with current crises or you know whatever may whatever may be going on it's just like it's it's just weird in a way especially because i've never experienced anything like this you know as far as being with a partner at how it's like every day is just a new day it's really like no ending it's like okay we work we come home to each other we go to sleep together we have fun together we make money so it's just like we were just celebrating our one-year anniversary now it's like six months later already like where's the time flowing you know
0: yeah for real time <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, is flying it's about to be the end of the summer the holidays about to roll back around
0: it's about to be the end of the summer
2: yeah, yeah. I, we just keep each other balanced. I think that's that's very important, balance.
0: Yeah, Um, ultimately, what do you want people to get from the show? Cuz I get different messages in there, but what do you want people to take from it outside of the art of?
1: <laughs> Anybody make- who's been watching blacking from day one, no struggle, like we wasn't. Characters that was they put together in a show that already have popularity, was known in the industry or nothing. People basically got to see a group of, uh, of um black kids coming up in the, in the ghetto of Harlem and trying to make themselves out of each other. ourselves, and for people to sit there and witness that and realize, like, fuck, just it being reality TV. This shit real life. These kids are really coming up into something. That's one of the main reasons why I keep pushing our brand because when I was younger, the people I looked up to and idolized wasn't the people that I should have been idolized. You know? Yeah. Like, as a lot of times, I feel like I wasted doing the wrong thing because of certain things that was put on the media that made me want to inspire to be like certain people mm-hmm. or to be certain things. Yeah. See, when people, kids come to me and say, yo, you inspire me, or you see guys who open up their own business saying, oh, bro, I'm following your blueprint. And I go through all the struggles you've been through. It's, it's inspiring to me. It makes me realize that why I, I mapped out to do, I'm really doing. I'm basically showing our culture. Like, you don't have to sit there and be in the music business. You don't have to be in the sports business to make some money. A motherfucker who just pushes ink was able yeah. to make empire out of it. So why yeah. you can't it, you know? Like, it's just, I just wanna inspire the next generation to sit there and say, yo, man, fuck that. I'm gonna do it bigger and better this season. Mm-hmm.
2: And, I, and I think um, a good message that Black Ink represents also is to pretty much take your talents seriously. Because a lot of us have talents you know um and we just don't we don't take it serious we don't build we don't we don't grow um we're trying to you know fit into what the next person is doing what might be popular for that moment so i think with that because yeah. it, 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 tattoos is like when you think about it you're like huh but to see that just off his talent you know his ambition his dedication to succeed and want better black ink yeah
0: you know yeah um i mean it's 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 dope and i wish i would have watched it a lot earlier i wish it would have came out a lot earlier but i mean you can't <laughs> dictate that because it would have saved me from some tattoos that i, sh- I don't like anymore <laughs> but
2: i think it we all got
0: go. yeah they're great opportunities for cover-ups yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's i think it's it's amazing that you're you're showing the art behind the ink so it's, there's a lot more to it. I love the episode where you did the um, the um tattoos for the essential workers. I think that was insane. Like, that's so dope that that was done. So, you know, kudos to you for that. Um no And I just, I, I being from the hood, it's always amazing to see somebody from the hood make it and not turn their back on the hood. What? And that just I love that